Hello, beautiful people of the world. I'm Jonathan here in Melbourne, Australia, and founder of the Melbourne Underground Church, which is an anticipation of where we are moving as the love of many grows cold. It is going to become clearly evident those who are of the light, those who are of the day versus those who are of the night. Now, we may be able to go to above-ground churches, government-sanctioned churches at the moment, but the day will come when we're going to have to pray in tongues, we're going to have to live and meet in our homes again, and I'm preparing for that. Uh, The only preparation is to be standing on the rock of the Word. People out there right now, they look like they're doing really well. They may have built their house on a foundation of financial stability. They may have built their house on on another god, a pagan god, on family. However, when the shaking comes, and clearly we're living in an era where God is once again shaking the heavens and the earth, if your foundation is Jesus Christ and his word, which means Not only that you know God, believe in God, even the devils believe in God, but that you obey him. Then whatever you've built is going to be unshakable because it's going to be built upon the rock of Jesus Christ. People whose houses and and lives are built on, on themselves or on anything other than the word of God, even religion, they are going to find that they have no foundation. I don't wish calamity on anyone. I want everyone to prosper and be in health. And Jesus Christ came to bring life. He rebuked the disciples for trying to call down fire. He said, you don't know what spirit you're of. He said, the Son of Man came to bring life, to give life, not to take it away. So that might answer some questions that you might have at the moment in world events. God is wanting to give life. He has already punished Jesus Christ. He's happy for the wrath of God. His anger has been poured out on Jesus Christ so that it doesn't have to be poured out on us. And I believe it's 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 8 says that people will be judged for rejecting Jesus Christ. That is the ultimate sin. That there was no need to be punished, but people rejected the truth. And so today, the title of this message is Discombobulation. Discombobulation is defined as the fact of being made to feel confused or uncomfortable by something. So, I believe that you and I have got to be uh, absolutely uh, defragmented. We've got to reconstitute our beings. You know, there's there's a there's a reason why why God has made sin clearly plain to us. You know, if someone sleeps with someone who's not their wife, not their husband, they're not only sleeping with their body, they're actually sleeping with their soul and their spirit as well. You might look at someone's body and go, wow, that, that looks that looks appealing, that looks looks desirable. 
like Adam and Eve saw the apple as being desirable. It 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 was desirable. It looked good to eat. It looked like it could give them knowledge. And those benefits were true. But there was a spiritual uh, component to that decision. And if you just sleep with somebody, you're not only, you know, connecting with them physically, you're connecting with them spiritually, and you're connecting with them soulically. And you will have a soul tie with that person. You'll have a, and, and it's, the Bible says you're sinning against your own body. So this is really important to be, to, to, to refragment, to, to defragment and to reorganize your, your life. You need to know who you are. You need to know the different components that make you up. You need to know the difference between the voice of God and the voice of the devil. You need to know the difference between your voice or the voice of an angel. You need to be able to discern. Paul says that a spiritual man discerns all things. That means judge. It's really important to be a judge. The Bible calls us judges. The Bible calls us kings and priests and and, and sons of God. We will judge, so we need to be able to judge rightly, but it begins with judging yourself. Jesus asked Pilate a question. He said, who, who told you this? Is, this? is this your thought, or was this thought given to you? Jesus was asked by Pilate, you know, are you, are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus said to him, is this something that, that, that you are asking or is this something that other people are asking? Now, this is absolutely profound because many Christians are having thoughts that are not their own. You might be asking what's happening in Gaza, what's happening with artificial intelligence. And I'd love to ask you the question that Jesus asked Pilate. Is this your question? Because the it's possible that the, the thoughts that you're having are not your thoughts. Pilate was asking Jesus a question, but it wasn't his thought. If it was his thought, he would have continued and asked Jesus, yes, that is my question. So, you've got to be really aware. Number one, who are you? According to 1 Thessalonians 5, you are a spirit, soul, and body in that order. Your spirit is eternal. It's the part of you that is going to be living forever. According to the Bible, your spirit is one with the Holy Spirit. Paul says we are one with him in spirit. So your spirit and the spirit of God are one. And then you have a soul. Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions, which means it's the it's the operating system inside of the hardware, which is your body. Your body is here to it's a physical body. Its only purpose is to interact with the physical world. Your body is made of carbon so that you can pick up a hammer and use it. If your body was not made out of 
physical carbon, you would not be able to physically control physical matter. That's as simple as that. Your soul going up a level, that's basic. Your soul going up a level is your mind and your will and your emotions which animate your physical body. Okay? So your mind tells your brain to tell your hands to use your muscles to grab the hammer. And then your will, it decides, uh, do I want to hit this person in the head with the hammer? Do I want to do that? And if you hit that person in the head, your emotions are going to make you feel very bad about that. So this is where, this is your operating system. It's software. Your body is hardware. Your soul is software. But your spirit, get this, your spirit is the user. Your spirit is the real player in the game. Now, this is not a game because we will be held accountable because God is just and he is righteous and his throne is on a a foundation of righteousness and just judgments. But you've got to understand that you're who you really are when you look in the mirror, when there's life inside of you, when there's a light in your eyes, when you look in a baby and you look in their eyes and, and you know them. You feel like, I know this person, but they're only one day old. But I know them. Because the user, the, the person in that body who's alive, who's playing that game <laughs> through the body, because this is a simulation. This universe is literally a simulation. It's a projection of the invisible world onto the physical world. There are multiple dimensions that we cannot access. We can only access four or four dimensions, maybe six. But there are other dimensions that, that, that we can't access. There's the invisible realm where the angels and the demons live. We can't access that. Okay, we're living in this four-dimensional world of space, time, and matter. But the baby and and its eyes and you, your spirit is who you really are. Like if you're if you're using an iPhone, the iPhone has hardware. Maybe it's titanium hardware, right? The software is iOS, but the user is the human being holding the phone. They are the one that's in charge. So you are the user. And this is really important in a a discombobulated world because your body is going to tell you to do things based based on chemicals. If you eat McDonald's, the chemicals are going to tell your body that you need more. If you eat sugar or if you have caffeine or if you have cocaine, very addictive substances will send chemicals to your brain to train you to obey them. Remember, we are a slave to whom we obey. In the soul realm, you know, especially if you're a teenager, a younger person, it can become very manipulative when your friends reject you, when your friends accept you, when they give you a compliment, when you succeed at sport. It can create a chemical reaction in the brain, a release of dopamine and endorphins, and your serotonin levels start to change your hormones in your body and release all these amazing chemicals that reward you. There's a reward when you watch Netflix. There's a reward when you scroll on Instagram reels, when you like a video or when someone likes your video. 
you are living in this chemical bag that that rewards you. There's a reward system that's tied into your physical body. It's tied into your soul, your mind, your emotions, your will are stimulated by your interaction with the physical world and with other people. And then finally, as I've said, you have a spirit as well. So if you turn on the news and the news is sowing fear, you know, you've got to be vaccinated or, you know, there's a war and you better buy some gold so that you can survive the coming apocalypse. I would love you to know, are these your thoughts? Because the thoughts that are given to you, and I say thoughts, you know, loosely, that they're they're chemical reactions from your food and your environment. They're emotional stimulants from the media and from the people around you. And they are demonic. They are demonic spirits. In the same way that I can be moved by the Holy Spirit to preach the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, another man can be anointed by the devil to communicate the lie. You know, there's going to be a man of lawlessness. There's going to be a great falling away, a great deception. You've got to be able to discern which kingdom you're of. Is it your body that you're listening to right now? Is it your soul that you're listening to right now? Is it your spirit that you're listening to right now? Because we can be led, in a sense, by our own spirit, because Paul says our hearts, uh, our conscience confirms within us that we are the children of God. You've got to let peace be your umpire. You've got to let the Holy Spirit be your umpire. And you've got to let the Word of God, remember Proverbs, the Word of God is the lamp unto your feet. You don't know where you're going outside of the Word of God. Lay a foundation of the Word of God. Some of you have used VR headsets before. Many of you haven't. There's a difference between artificial intelligence, virtual reality, and augmented reality. Augmented reality is when you're still living in this physical world, but you're adding an extra layer on top of that physical world. A very binary way of looking at it is walking or driving with your Google Maps. You're looking at the real road in front of you, but you're also looking at an overlay. But augmented reality is when you literally put a, a pair of glasses on where you can see the overlay and the physical world at the same time. So imagine driving with your Google Maps, but instead of the Google Maps being on the phone, it's projected onto the windscreen. So as you're driving, you can see both the real road in front of you and an overlay of the Google Map in front of you. That is an augmented reality. And I'd like to say to you today, that the Word of God has been painted over this physical world, in a sense, like an augmented reality. So, as you go about your day, the Word of God is speaking. The Word of God is speaking, saying to love your neighbor as yourself, saying to sow and you will reap what you sow, saying that if you abide in Jesus, you will bear much fruit. But there are many other so-called truths that are currently overlaid in this world. There is a, a demonic so-called truth over the world. There's a, there's a broadcast through the media, and you've got to choose which augmented reality you're going to live in. 
I know this might sound confusing to some people, but in the years to come, it's going to make a lot of sense. You have got to overlay your word, your world with the word of God. You've got to be able to see the word of God illuminating your feet. His word is light unto your feet, health unto your bones. Your steps are ordered by the Lord. So when you're going to make a decision, am I going to marry this person? Am I going to buy this house? You don't have to go back to the drawing board every time. You've already overlaid your life with the word of God. You've already predetermined. I am not going to have sex before marriage. I'm going to be married to one man or woman, depending on your, your gender. I'm going to I'm going to serve and not be served. I'm going to think of others more highly than I'm going to think of myself. I'm going to humble myself under the mighty hand of God. I'm going to give because it's better to give than to receive. So once you've made these decisions, you've already predetermined, you've already made all of the decisions in your life. I'm going to seek first the kingdom. These predetermined decisions, these boundaries, they actually create your world and they make it predictable. So you're no longer being tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. If your church starts to go off track, you will know because you are discerning. The one who discerns is wise. The one who discerns is mature. But listen, you cannot discern in your natural mind. You cannot discern in your body. Your body will deceive you. It'll tell you that you don't want to pray because you're tired. It'll tell you that someone doesn't like you because there's a chemical reaction. And your soul will want to reject them because your soul feels rejected by them. You can't live like that. You cannot live by the dictates of your body or your soul. You have to live by the word of God which says to love your enemy, to love your neighbor as yourself, to bear with those who are weak, to snatch them from the fire, to be patient, to correct and teach with all authority. You cannot be led by the thoughts that are given to you by the media and the thoughts that are given to you by other people and the thoughts that are given to you by the devil. I'm calling you up to a level of maturity where you are going to have to go to God you're going to have to go to the Bible. You're going to have to pray in the Spirit. You're going to have to ask God for revelation. And you're going to have to start to dig wells so that you have more than enough oil to keep your lamp burning. The days have already come where you can't run to another person and ask them for oil. You have got to dig your own wells. You have got to have your own oil. You've got to do the work. You've got to know God. You've got to know the Holy Spirit. You've got to discern between good and evil.